0: I
1: love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up Till I lay my head I will say Of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so Oh, so good. with every breath that I am, able, oh, how it's made of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You can help me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other, I know you as a father, I know you as a friend, and I have a man, and the goodness of You have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am let Oh, I'm gonna sing on the goodnight You're gonna keep running out, you're gonna You're gonna keep running out, you my life's laid down, I can't turn around. I refuse you everything You're gonna keep running out, you're You got your song on? Thank Miracle worker way make a miracle worker a miracle worker make a miracle worker way make a miracle worker way make a miracle worker way make a miracle worker even when I don't see you well, it, your work <ta-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t> It's, it's to to you even when I can't feel that you're working, never stop, never workin. you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you Even when I can't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Your promise to the light in the darkness, my God, that is to you. They make a miracle worker, promise to the light in the darkness, my God, that is to you. They make a miracle worker, We make a miracle. Work, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is so Darkness, my God, that is who we are. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we'll go ahead and start. Short prayer. Father, Jesus, we thank you for what you have given to us, Jesus. We thank you for the day, Jesus. We thank you for peace of mind, Jesus. We thank you for positivity, Jesus. We thank you for love. We thank you for togetherness, Jesus. We thank you for fellowship, Jesus. We thank you for your holy Shabbat, Jesus. Being able to share, Jesus, a humble, holy Shabbat meal, Jesus, with our family, Jesus. Thank you for this day, Jesus. Thank you for the breath of life. Anoint us, Jesus. And lead us in your holy scriptures today through your word, Jesus. Anoint us, Jesus. And bless us, Jesus. We study your word, Jesus. Speak through me and speak through all of us, Jesus, as we continue to search your scriptures, Jesus. Point us and lead us in all righteousness. In the power of your Holy Spirit, we say Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In the holy name.
1: Of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: All right. So this this sermon is called obedience, faith, and following Jesus. And it's a, it talks a lot about um, the clean and the unclean. And right now, um, what myself and Ashley. Where the Holy Spirit has been leading us is teaching us about the clean and the unclean It has a lot to do with the laws It has a lot to do with Jesus When Jesus brought the Sermon on the Mount Um, And as we read the scriptures He makes uh, so much clear about what is the clean And what is the unclean So the first scripture The first scripture that we're going to go to is in um, Ezra 6. Ezra 6, 13-22. And uh, it's interesting because we actually are reading this uh, with our children right now. They're actually um, right in this chapter right here. In Ezra, right in Ezra 6. And of course, you know, Ezra is about the Judeans' return to Israel after being um, in captivity and slavery in Babylon. And so, in Ezra 6... 13 through 22 we read and it says then Tatnai the governor on this side of the river sheth Jethar Bosni and their companions according to that which Darius the king had sent. So they did speedily. Remember Darius the king. Uh, Cyrus and then Darius uh, were talked about in Daniel, the kings that ruled while Daniel was um, alive. Um, It says that Darius the king had sent, so they did speedily. And the elders of the Jews builded and they prospered. They builded and they prospered prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edom. And you know that um, Haggai um, and Zechariah mainly Zechariah has a book in the Bible. This is the time um, that Zechariah actually is prophesying. So he's prophesying and encouraging them. God is encouraging them to Zechariah and Haggai to build the temple. This is where Zechariah's book uh, book comes from. This is where Haggai's book comes from. And they built it and finished it according to the commandment of the god of israel and according to the commandment of cyrus and darius and artaxerxes king of persia and this house was finished on the third day of the month adar which was in the sixth year of the reign of darius the king and the children of israel the priests and the levites and the rest of the children of the captivity kept the dedication of this house of god with joy and have offered with, at the dedication of this house of god a hundred bullocks a bullock is a bull, uh, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and for a sin offering for all Israel, 12 he goes according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. So this also has a lot to do with our purpose, um, that the Levites and the priests um, were set in their, um, their divisions and in their, in their order where they go. And what they are supposed to uh, do as far as the service inside the temple, and so it says that they were they were um, they were set in their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem, as is written in the book of Moses. And the children of the captivity—that means the children that were um, born in Babylon—and some of them actually were um, were infants in Israel, in um, Jerusalem, when they were taken to Babylon, kept the Passover. Upon the 14th day of the first month, was the first Passover that they had while they were back in Jerusalem as returning from Babylon. For the priests and the Levites were purified together, all of them were pure, and killed the Passover for all the children of the captivity, and for their brethren, the priests, and for themselves. And the children of Israel, which were come again out of the captivity, and all such as separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the heathen of the land, the Lord God of Israel did eat and kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy, for the Lord had made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them, to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. So there's two parts um, that stuck out when Jesus pointed me to this, that um, God had made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them. So they had favor with the king of Assyria. Um, And at that time, it was Artaxerxes. That's the same king who was written about in Esther, um, in Esther's book. And so they were given favor, and God allowed them to go back and build that temple, go back to their own land and build that temple. We're coming up on that time again. Also, the other part... Um, was when they, when he's in line twenty-one, when he said, "And the children of Israel, which were coming in out of the captivity, and all such as had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the heathen of the land, to seek the Lord God of Israel, did eat." So, all the ones that decided to separate themselves out of the the practices of the nations around them did eat and participate in the Passover. And so, we've been talking about um, coming out of this American way of life. This is exactly what they did. And they went into that first Passover. Okay, the next uh, scripture that Jesus led me to was in Habakkuk. And this is um, Habakkuk, uh, Haggai, Zechariah. These are all the prophets that are right up at the end of the the Old Testament. Habakkuk only has three chapters. So Habakkuk 2... We're going to read 1 through 14. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. Okay. So he's saying make it plain upon the tables. Um, make a record of it. So that the person may go and do what they're supposed to do after they read it. Okay. But he said run. Okay, so it's important Um, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables That he may run that readeth it For the vision is yet for an appointed time But at the end it shall speak That means we'll know what it means And not lie, though it tarry Wait for it Because it will surely come It will not tarry It will not wait Behold His soul which is lifted up Is not upright in him But the just shall live by his faith Yea, also because he transgresseth by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell and as is as death, and cannot be satisfied, but gathereth unto him all nations and people, heapeth unto him all people. And remember, we're talking about um, the prophets um, that came back. From Babylon to Jerusalem, but we're dealing with Judah. We're dealing with the Judeans of, of the tribe of Judah, and we know that um, with David with Solomon we, we talked about the, um, the, the the Testament of Judah how they dealt with um, the problem of drinking He talked about do not, do not drink and Solomon um, one of his uh, right hand men his mother talked about not drinking that that corrupts the judgment of kings And so here we're, uh, we're reading that Uh, He is saying that he or the Judean people, the men, the princes, the leadership Sin by wine, by drinking wine He is a proud man, neither keepeth at home Who enlarges his desire as hell and is as death and cannot be satisfied But gathereth unto him all nations and keepeth unto him all people Shall not all these take up a parable against him and a taunting proverb against him Say, Woe to him that increaseth that which is not his, how long? And to him that ladeth himself with thick clay. Shall he not rise up suddenly that shall bite thee, and awake the that shall vex thee, and thou shalt be for booties unto them? Because thou hast spoiled many nations, and all the remnant of the people shall spoil because of men's blood, and for the violence of the land of the city, and of all that dwell therein. And so. They started to, um, we started to corrupt ourselves with the nations that are around us and do the same things as the nations that were around us. And so we were in the city drinking and partying, committing adultery, lying, doing idolatry. Some of the same things are going on today. And so we have to separate ourselves. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people, and hast sinned against thy soul. For the stone shall cry out of the wall, and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. Woe to him that buildeth a town with blood, and establisheth a city with iniquity it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for very, for very vanity. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So if the, 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 um, the world is filled, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Um, that hasn't happened yet. And so this is yet an, an, another prophecy that we're looking forward to. But he, we have to understand um, that we have to get rid of the practices of the nations that are around us. And again, and they're not back then. They were around us um, physically: the Ammonites, the Parasites, the Philistines, the um, Moabites. But now they are around us mentally because their practices are around us mentally. And The things that we see and the things that we may do or the things that we may think of. I want to be. I want to do this, and I'm only going to be a part of that. But no, he is. He has made us uh, a, a chosen people. We are to be distinct, and we are to be um, uh, set apart. Okay, and so going going on, we'll move up. um, Jesus led me into um, Habakkuk 3, uh, 13 through 16. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for salvation for thine anointed, thou woundest the head of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the next. So he's saying he's, uh, he's going to strike through and go forth by bringing salvation by, by, by letting us see where um, these things are rooted from. Hmm. The, discovering the foundation unto the neck. That, that's the center. That's the, the middle of the body. The neck is very vital. to liver us oxygen. It's the center. Thou didst strike through with his staves, the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. We know that the the higher-ups control society. They secretly devour the poor. "Thou Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses through the heap of great waters. When I heard my belly tremble, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. That's the holy army. Of course, he's talking about armies of the earth, but he's also talking about his army of angels. Okay. And he's talking um, here, Haggai, um, Habakkuk's talking about himself, but also is, is God speaking through him saying, rottenness has entered. Um, when, Ezra, uh, when I think I think it was Ezekiel that said that the corruption entered into him because he was in front of God. But also on the other end, God says that there are things that, uh, that are abominable to him. We learned this through our pastor, that abominable means to make God grow up, to make it vomit. And so he's saying rottenness entered. Something abominable. There's abominable things going on. Um, the next uh, scripture that Jesus led me to was Haggai 2. And again, um, Haggai was mentioned in Ezra. And. Um, And this is when uh, the Israelites were, the Judeans, specifically from Judah, were building the temple. And they were discouraged. And so the, God spoke to the prophets to encourage them. And Haggai was one of them. So we're going to read in Haggai 2. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, who was left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is, is, is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Ashley, can you do me a favor? Can you um, log on to hear from um, the phone? This is about to die all you people of the land save the Lord and work for I am with you save the Lord of hosts actually can you do me a favor can you um, log on to hear from um, this is about the die. this is very interesting because when we read in Ezra um, it talks about that when the, the second temple was built there were men, and we talked about this earlier, because we, we were um, doing a Bible study with our children, um, reading Ezra. And in um, Ezra, I think it was seven, um, or might have been uh, five, uh, they had just finished building the temple, and they said that the ancient men, or the old men, that were around to see the first temple, that saw the first temple, they wept. And the, the, um, the, the younger men who, you know, were celebrating, they seen this temple being built and, and, and it was done. They were celebrating, they were, they were shouting out in joy. and joy. you couldn't tell um, the difference between the shouts of joy and the weeping. And so they were happy because um, this, this temple, of course, it wasn't as grand as the, as the older temple, but it reminded them of the older temple. It was the second temple. Okay, so um, going on, uh, reading in Haggai. To continuing, um, be strong, all you people of the land, save the Lord, and work. I'm with you, saith the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And so he's not talking about the uh, the second temple. He said the glory of this latter house, this later house. Okay, even though Haggai was prophesying during the time of the second temple, the, the scriptures always work with past, present, and future. He said, "The silver is mine, and the gold is mine." Say of the Lord of hosts. So he's talking about all the nations shall come. Okay, that hasn't happened yet. All the nations had um, did come yet. They didn't come during Jesus' time. They didn't come during Ezra's time, which is the same time as Haggai um, and Habakkuk. It's uh, it didn't happen yet. Okay, so we're looking at this point in time. What's what's to come? Okay. In the four-and-twentieth day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet. And remember, Darius was also the king that was around uh, during Daniel's time. Um, we read about um, King Cyrus, of course, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son. and Remember Belshazzar. Belshazzar was the one who took the the, uh, the cups and the plates from the um, the tabernacle and used that to um, drink water. Uh, out of wine and he was worshiping his gods and the writing came on the wall and his kingdom was taken from him, he was immediately killed this is what it said on the writing and in comes Darius okay so we're reading about um, Darius here at the end of um, Haggai okay it's it's the same Darius okay And so it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Acts now the priest concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said no. So during the temple service, um, anything that was brought in, the flesh, the meat, Um, It shouldn't touch anything else. It shouldn't touch the garment. It shouldn't touch any other food. And um, Jesus just put this on my mind. If, you know, uh, black folks, we don't like our food to touch on our plate. Why don't we like our food to touch? We don't like the mixing. We don't like it um, mixing all together. And so what he's saying here is this is the reason why. Because during the temple service, when we would go into the temple service, nothing would touch. Nothing, would, nothing would, would touch. Okay? And that would make it unclean. That would make it um, to mix and to mingle. We don't, we don't, it's not supposed to mingle, it's supposed to be pure, unspotted, undefiled, clean, pure. Okay, that's what we're looking at, okay? And so they said saying, no. The priest answered and said, no. Then said Haggai, if one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, it shall be unclean. Okay, we know we're not supposed to touch dead people, dead things. That makes us unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, so is this people, and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord, and so is every worker of their hands, that which they offer. There is unclean because we are supposed to be a clean and purified people. We are not supposed to be mixing and mingling and touching the other nations like that. We are a sacrifice. We are a sacrifice. We are an offering. Okay? Then answered Haggai and said, So is this people and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord, and so is every work of their hands. And that which they offer there is unclean. And now I pray you consider from this day and upward from before a stone was laid upon a stone in the temple of the Lord. Since those days were when one came to a heap of twenty measures there were but ten. When one came to the press fat to draw out fifty vessels of the press there were but twenty. I smote you with blasting and with mildew and with hail and with the labors of your hands. Yet ye turn not to me saith the Lord. So he's saying you know of course we're talking about the clean and the unclean obedience faith and following Jesus. Okay, we're following Jesus. You know, we want to be clean, we want to be pure. We have to leave this American way of life um, behind. We have to in that American way of life again is not just in America, it's all over the world, it's worldwide. The American way of life is worldwide. We have to leave these holidays alone. We have to leave these pagan celebrations alone. We have to leave this way of life behind. The 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 gluttony behind. Okay, Jesus talks about surfeiting. Okay? Go back to Matthew. He says stuff about surfeiting. That's gluttony. We have to leave these things behind. So he's saying he smote us with blasting with mildew and hail and the labors of your hands. Hard work. You know, um, going through slavery. Going through disease. All of these things. Okay? Consider, going on to line 18, Consider now from this day and upward, from the four-and-twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it, is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree have not brought forth from this day, will I bless you? And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the four-and-twentieth day of the month, saying, he's saying, he, and he's saying, will I bless you? Will I bless you? It hasn't produced fruit yet. Okay. It is not brought forth from this day. Will I bless you? So he's saying it's going to happen. It's going to produce fruit. He's put us in affliction until we started to produce fruit, until we turn back to him, okay? He said the harvest is is, is ready, but the laborers are few, okay? And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the four and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow... The throne of the kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts. Will I take thee, O Zerubbabel my servant, the son of Sheltiel, saith the Lord, and I will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of Hosts. And so Zerubbabel has become a um, a type or a um a version of what we would see in the future. So Zerubbabel is as an example of who we would see would come up in the future to um, to help build this third temple okay and so this is what he's talking about he's talking about the time to come very shortly um the next scripture that Jesus led me to is Hebrews 10 the New Testament in Hebrews 10 Hebrews 10 1 through 19. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and an offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God, he take away the first, that he may establish the second. He's talking about the um, the new covenant, the New Testament. Okay, the old covenant, the old testament. And he's bringing in the new testament, the new covenant. By which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. And so he's saying here, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And so his body was broken. His body was was whipped and beaten, okay, and that was an offering. That was an offering, the final offering, the final sacrifice. We don't have to make any more sacrifices um, as as far as the, the the physical sacrifices, but there is um, there is something that we do offer to God, and it, that is ourselves. We offer to Jesus ourselves in our walk, and Jesus says, "Take up my cross, take up your cross, and follow me." So we take up the cross. He was placed on the cross. He was beaten. He, was, um, he died. He was buried. He was resurrected. And then he ascended. Okay, become our high priest. We no longer have to bring offerings to a high priest. But our walk, our walk, the, our state of who we are, walking with Jesus is a sacrifice, is an offering. That's why he says, take up your cross and follow me. We are supposed to be following him. Following Jesus, the obedience and faith and following Jesus. And we have to be clean. We have to be pure. We cannot be defiled by these things of the world, by the things of these other nations. All right, so um, continuing on to line 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. I'm, I'm going to repeat that. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. When he says that he, he's, he has blessed us with the Holy Spirit, bringing all things into remembrance, this has started. It hasn't fully happened yet. Okay? It's not in all of our hearts and it's not written in all of our minds yet. But it will be. The time is, is very short. It's very, it's coming. It's at hand. So, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of, of these is, there is no more offering for sin, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Okay, so we're entering into the holy place. Okay, we don't have to um, come in and offer um, incense anymore. But our prayers are that sweet-smelling savor, that, that incense. That, that's what our prayers are. It says that in Revelation. Okay. Um, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say, his flesh okay now we're gonna go um, up this a little bit more Jesus led me to a Hebrews 11. 1-6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. Okay, being dead yet speaketh, he he set the example for all of us. So through his example, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So Enoch pleased God. How did he please God? Through faith. Okay, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay. Diligently. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. It says he condemned the world. He left all that behind. He knew that um, if, he, if he stayed in the world, he would be spotted by the world. So spotted and clean. Our offering is to be clean before him. to Keeping his laws and his statutes and commandments. Heeding to everything that he said on the Sermon on the Mount. And our faith. Believing in the things that we can't even see. You know, even right now, we can't fully see Jesus. But we have to know and believe that he is there and he is serving us. And the things that he is telling us is true and that they will come to pass. Okay? We're going to go up just a little bit in Hebrews 11. We're going to start at line 8 and go through 10. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him in the same promise. For he looked for a city with hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. And so he couldn't see it. But yeah he hoped in it um Jesus led me to Ezekiel 4 okay and we're talking about obedience faith and following Jesus we're in, going to Ezekiel 4 Jesus led me to Ezekiel four one through seventeen okay Ezekiel four one through seventeen okay remember Ezekiel grew up in Babylon okay Ezekiel 4. Thou also, son of man, take thee a tile, and lay it before thee, and portray upon it the city, even Jerusalem, and lay siege against it, and build a fort against it, and cast a mount against it. Set the camp also against it, and set battering rams against it. Moreover, take thou unto thee an iron pan, and set for it a wall of iron between thee and thee. And the city, and set thy face against it, and it shall be besieged, and thou shalt lay siege against it. This shall be a sign to the house of Israel. So he said, a sign, a sign. Ezekiel um grew up um in Babylon. And Ezekiel um was not around when um, if I'm not mistaken, Ezekiel was not around when Jerusalem was destroyed but he heard about it he was told about it he read about it okay when King Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem he was told about it he's a prophet so Jesus is telling him to make a model of Jerusalem set up a siege works against it, show Babylon destroying it set your face against it. this shall be a sign this is a reminder Of what happened, if and if they don't clean themselves up now, they they come into Babylon. They started practicing the uh, amongst the Babylonians the things that the Babylonians do, which they weren't supposed to do. The Babylonians are worshiping idols. They're partying. They're doing all types of. They're 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 practicing adultery. They're doing all types of stuff. He's saying if you don't if you don't clean yourselves up, this is going to happen again. This is a reminder to you. Okay. So it says, lie thou also upon thy left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it. According to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon it, thou shalt bear their iniquity. For I have laid upon thee the years of their iniquity. According to the number of the days, 390 days, so shalt thou bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. So we know that the number of days is always um, Having a lot to do with years, so three hundred and ninety years. And when thou has accomplished them, lie again on thy right side, so I'll say lie on your other side, and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah. So okay, so the three hundred ninety was Israel, and now the iniquity of the house of Judah, forty days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. That's four hundred and thirty years. Okay, I have appointed thee each day for a year. That's four hundred and thirty years. Now, if you know the scriptures, that sounds very familiar, very familiar. Okay. Therefore, thou shalt set thy face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and thine arm shall be uncovered, and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and thou shalt not turn thee from one side. To the other, till thou hast ended the days of thy siege. Okay, take thou also unto thee wheat and barley and beans and lentils and millet and fitches and put them in one vessel and make thee bread thereof, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lie upon thy side. 390 days shalt thou eat thereof, and thy meat. Thou shalt eat shall be by weight twenty shekels a day. From time to time shalt thou eat it. Thou shalt drink also water by measure. The sixth part of an hin from time to time shalt thou drink. Okay, so we know that even now we're still eating our food and our in our um and our drink by measure. We're still rationing it out. We're still measuring it out. We're not able to eat and drink as we please. We're still doing it, and it's still taxed as well too. So it's by measure. It's by it's taxed, and it's by by weight. We're we're measuring it out, making sure we're not and taking too much because it because we can, we can deplete it. We can deplete the food that we have in our house. We can deplete the food that we have um around us. So we have to um, we have to ration it. Okay, that's a that's a um a sign of captivity. Okay. And thou shalt eat it as barley cakes, and thou shalt bake it with dung that cometh out of a man in their sight. So that's waste out of a out of a human. And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, whether I will drive them, okay, defiled bread among the Gentiles, among the outside, the out-the outer nations. Then said I, Ah Lord God, behold, my soul have not been polluted. For from my mouth up even till now have I not eaten of that which dieth of itself, or is torn in pieces, neither came there abominable flesh into my mouth, this the clean and the unclean. Then he said unto me, Lo, I have given thee cow's dung from man's dung, and thou shalt prepare thy bread therewith. Okay, so Jesus was being merciful and said, Okay, instead of eating your your bread over top of um of of a human waste, you're gonna you're gonna um eat it over top of cows waste okay and we look at the stories of slavery the slaves were put in the barns right with the animals with the cows and the pigs and they were eating around waste and all types of things okay and so this is what we're looking at we're looking at um these sins of the judeans the sins of israel and how that affects us to this very day okay Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, behold, I will break the staff of bread in Jerusalem, and they shall eat bread by weight and with care. And they shall drink water by measure and with astonishment by, su- by, um, su- you know, they have to measure this out. Surprising- it's a surprising thing. It's an astonishing thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a horrifying thing. Um, to have to drink and eat by weight and measure it out um, and ration it because we don't know um, when. They will be more, okay. And of course, this happened when Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonians. But it, it it didn't that didn't that didn't last for three hundred or four hundred and thirty years. That they may want bread and water and be astonished with one another and consume away for their iniquity, okay. So Daniel nine, we're gonna go to Daniel nine. Jesus led me to Daniel nine. Five through ten. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Okay, this is what we were looking at just now in Ezekiel. This is the reason why. You know, he's saying we're gonna have to eat our, our bread and our um and our drink over um waste. And we and that happened. That happened. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings and our princes and our fathers, to all the people of the land. We have prophets. We had, and we had prophets that spoke, and we didn't listen to those, to those prophets. We didn't listen to them about what they said was going to come. Jeremiah um, spoke about this. Ezekiel, we just read about Ezekiel. He was speaking to, to the Judeans that were in Babylon at the time, okay? O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as at this day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries, whither thou hast driven them because their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. And so because of that, we were spread to all the nations of the earth, all over the earth, you know, even amongst the um. The you know the, the the other nations that are not doing right, that are not doing right. So it says here, belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces. So we're confused. We don't know who we're looking at. We don't know. We don't realize that we're amongst other nations. We don't realize that we're doing. We're practice things that we are practicing are unclean. They are abominable. They make Jesus want to throw up. That's what the 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 uh, the, uh, the abominable. When we were talking earlier in Habakkuk about the rottenness. The rottenness is an, it's an abominable thing to see us um, practicing adultery and practicing idolatry and, and lying and stealing and killing. You know, we are supposed to be, uh, separate ourselves from these things. We're supposed to be distinct. We're supposed to be set apart. This is what we're looking at. Okay, confusion of faces. We're confused. We don't know who we're looking at. We don't know who we are. Okay? throughout all the countries whither, whither thou has driven them. Daniel 10, this is this is in line 7. Because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. So it's important. We have, we do have to follow that law. We do have to follow those Ten Commandments. We do have to follow, you know, the, the way that he restated it. Those laws in the Sermon on the Mount. We have to follow his words. We have to heed those commandments and his statutes. But it has to be done in a compassionate way. In a merciful way. When he brought those laws um, back up in the Sermon on the Mount, it was, it was with compassion, the laws of mercy, as we say, the laws of mercy. Okay, the next um, scripture that, that Jesus uh, led me to was Psalm 14, and, and of course these sufferings weren't supposed to be forever. He's going to, he's re, he's he is redeeming us. He has redeemed us, and is the process the process of redeeming. Okay. Psalm 14. We're going to go to Psalm 14. Jesus led me to Psalm 14. The fool have said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. So when we we come back from um, captivity or slavery. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Okay. We're going to go. Jesus led me up to Isaiah 58 as i'm sorry isaiah 50 Isaiah 50 thus saith the lord where is the bill of your mother's divorcement whom i have put away or which of my creditors is it to whom i have sold you behold for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves and for your transgression is your mother put away so he's saying I, I, I'm not the one who, who who puts you into bondage you put yourself into bondage by not following the laws by not following those commandments okay but he's saying that um, he can do he can do anything okay he can do anything. Wherefore when I came was there no man when I called, was there none to answer is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem so he's saying he he It's not that he cannot redeem he's he's waiting for us to 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 go back into following him his, his every word or have I no power to deliver behold at my rebuke I dry up the sea I make the rivers a wilderness, their fish stinketh because there is no water, and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning, he waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. So every morning Jesus is speaking to Isaiah and giving him putting those words into him, just like he did with um, Jeremiah, you know, John. And Ezekiel, okay, he's teaching him. Give me the tongue of the learn. He's saying that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Okay, just like we read about earlier that the prophets came and taught the people, but we didn't listen to them. Okay, but he's saying here that this is what the prophets do. They came and they they speak a word to the weary in season to him that is weary when they're ready to hear it in season. Okay, The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He told Ezekiel the same thing. He said he made his forehead like brass. Because he's up against the people that are so stiff-necked, so hard-headed. And so when we're speaking, when we decide to follow Jesus, to follow his laws, to follow his commandments, to follow his words, the Sermon on the Mount, we decide to follow these things, when we decide to follow him, it is not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. We're going to get um, talked about. We're going to get made fun of. We're going to get, you know, people are going to try to shame us for doing this. This is what he's talking about here. For the Lord will help me. Therefore, shall I not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Okay? He said it won't happen. It won't happen. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulation. Okay? Like we were even about the prophets. No prophet is welcome in their own hometown. We're... When we're, we're doing right in Jesus, it's not going to be easy. We're going go to go through some things. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Line 9, Isaiah 50. Behold, the Lord will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up okay so those who do wrong those who make fun of us for doing right they won't last they're not gonna last Line 10, who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and have no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and the spark that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. So surrounding ourselves again, surrounding ourselves with the other nations, surrounding yourselves with um, controversy. Behold all ye that kindle a fire that compass yourselves about with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. Your end will not be good because you're not doing right. The other nations aren't doing right. The ways of the world are not right. We have to be obedient to to Jesus. We have to have that faith and continue to follow him. This is what he wants. He wants us to come before him clean and spotless. Undefiled by the other nations, offering ourselves as a sacrifice before Him, come before His throne. When we pray we're inside of the holy place. We put our hands together. We in that we are in the holy place. Come before Him, but we want to be clean, so that we can become closer to Him, so we can we can develop our relationship with Him, our personal relationship with Him even more. Okay, um, so we're going to go up to um, continue on into Isaiah. Fifty-one. We're only going to one, go through one through thirteen. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Okay, Zion. We know Mount Zion is in Jerusalem. That hasn't happened yet. The wilderness has become like Eden. Her desert has become like the garden of the Lord. Okay. Hearken unto me. My people, and give ear unto me, O my nation. For a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest. For a light of the people, my righteousness is near. My salvation is gone forth, and mine arm shall judge the people. The eyes shall wait upon me, and on mine arm shall they trust. So, so it said that Jesus went to the right hand of God. He's talking about Jesus. Mine arm shall they trust. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's the strong arm, the right arm. You know, our right arm for most of us is our strong arm. That's Jesus. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the... Reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their reviling. So we know we're going to go through those trials and tribulations for following after Jesus, for following his example, taking up our cross and following him, following those laws, following those commandments, following his sermon on the Mount, being obedient to him. For the moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Generation, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Art thou not it that have cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? Again, this is when we talk about Jesus being God. He's saying, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient of days. Okay? The arm of the Lord. Awake as in how you used to do things a long time ago that we read in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Come to us like that. When we talked about the, um, you know, Jesus comes with the storm. When we we talked about the second exodus, this is what he's talking about. This is what's being said through Jesus that I'm going to come like I did before. Okay? Like how you read, how you remember in the exodus. I'm going to come. Awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days. In the generations of old, art thou not it that have cut Rahab? Okay? Remember Rahab um, was the, the woman who was in um, Jericho, okay? This is the Old Testament, the old days, the ancient days, okay? And wounded the dragon. Art thou not it which have dried the sea, the waters of the great deep that have made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? Okay, the Exodus. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning and mourning shall flee away. This hasn't happened yet. I, even I, am he that comforteth you. I am that I am. You who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die and of the son of man which shall be made as grass. So he's saying we should not be afraid of any man. Okay, we talked about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, Jesus says that. And forgettest the Lord thy maker that hath stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth and has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? He's saying, where is it? Where is it? Okay? Where is the fury of the oppressor? What can the oppressor do against Jesus? Not a thing. Okay, this is something that we don't have to fear this. Okay? But we have to be obedient. We have to have faith and know that these things are coming. Even though we can't see it. Just like Abraham. Just like Sarah. Just like Isaac and Jacob. Just like Noah. We have to to know that this is coming. This is what's coming. This is the future. Okay. We're going to go to Ezekiel 45. Okay. And he's teaching us what is clean, what is unclean. Okay. He's teaching us. He's raising us up. If obedience Okay, in Ezekiel 45, we're going to read 1 through 10. Jesus led me to Ezekiel 45. Okay, 1 through 10. Moreover, when ye shall divide by lot the land for inheritance, ye shall offer an oblation unto the Lord, and holy portion of the land, the length shall be the length of five and twenty thousand reeds, and the breadth shall be ten thousand. This shall be holy in all the borders, thereof round about. Of this there shall be for the sanctuary five hundred in length, with five hundred in breadth, square round about, and fifty cubits round about, for the suburbs thereof. And of this measure shalt thou measure the length in five and twenty thousand, and the breadth of ten thousand. 10,000 and in it shall be the sanctuary and the most holy place. The holy portion of the land shall be for the priest, the ministers of the sanctuary, which shall come near to minister unto the Lord. And it shall be a place for their houses and and a holy place for the sanctuary. And the five and 20,000 of the length and the 10,000 of breadth shall also the Levites, the ministers of the house have for themselves for a possession for 20 chambers. And if you remember the, the Levites were the priests. They were like the pastors, okay, and so their, um, their portion was supposed to be, the uh, the tithes and the offering, like how we have today, the tithes and the offering. They made an offering into the temple service, um, we read in the scriptures, you know, and that was where they got their um. You know, some would go to the, to the house of the temple of the Lord, and some would go to the Levites. They were the priests. They were the ones who ministered before God, okay? When the, when the Israelites came into the land, each tribe had their own lands. The Levites didn't have their own land because God was their inheritance. Jesus was their inheritance because they ministered and served before him, okay? They would pray in front of the altar, in, in front of the Ark of the Covenant, and speak to him, okay? And so each tribe was supposed to lay aside a set of land for for the Levites in every area, okay, and so it's the same thing here, okay. There's there's land that's laid aside for the Levites, okay. And we're learning, okay, about the clean and the unclean. We're learning um, how to conduct ourselves. We're learning how to um, conduct ourselves in Jesus obedience, faith, and following Jesus, okay. And ye shall appoint the possession. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go back to line five. And the 5 and 20,000 of length and the 10,000 of breadth shall also the Levites, the ministers of the house, have for themselves for a possession for 20 chambers. And ye shall appoint the possession of the city, 5,000 broad and 5 and 20,000 long, over against the oblation of the holy portion. It shall be for the whole house of Israel. Okay? The whole house um, of Israel. And a portion shall be for the prince on the one side. And on the other side of the oblation of the holy portion. And of the possession of the city before the oblation of the holy portion. And before the possession of the city from the west side westward and from the east side eastward and from the length shall be over against one of the portions from the west border unto the east border. In the land shall be his possession in Israel. And my princes shall no more oppress my people. And the rest of the land shall they give to the house of Israel according to their tribe. So no longer will we practice you know the the greed and the pride of the other nations. We'll, we'll we'll going back. We'll go back to being just and fair, just, fair and balanced when we talk about the uneven scales and um, overcharging for things. That's no longer going to happen anymore. Thus saith the Lord God. Let it suffice you. Let it satisfy you, O princess of Israel. Remove violence and spoil and execute judgment and justice. Take away your exactions from my people, saith the Lord God. Take away the overcharging. Take away your taxing. Okay, take away your overtaxing. Your exactions from my people, saith the Lord God. Ye shall have just balances and a just ephah and a just bath. Okay? That's, that's equality. Okay. That's equality. Okay. Um, we're going to go um, up to the New Testament. Jesus led me to Hebrews 8. We're going to read in Hebrews 8. This is, these are the things we have to look forward to. You know, no more inequality. No more um, unevenness. You know, no, no more of, of this, of, of, of deception. No more overcharging. No more overtaxing. We're not going to have to. This is, these are the things. We have to hope in these things and know that these things are coming, that Jesus is, wants us to know and to hope for these things. Okay, we can't forget these things. Hebrews 8, 1-13. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices wherefore it is of necessity for this man have somewhat also to offer for if he were on earth he should not be a priest seeing that there were there are priests that offer gifts according to the law so jesus jesus um wasn't a priest on the earth okay jesus was here on the earth to speak the the word of god okay he was the god on the earth and when he Um, was crucified, died, buried, resurrected, and ascended. He became the high priest in the heavens for us. Okay, So it says, For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern, show to thee in the mount. But now hath he attained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I have made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws. Here it goes again. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Okay, that fully, that hasn't fully happened yet. Okay, again. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Everyone doesn't know Jesus from the least to the greatest yet. That has not happened yet. This is talking about. Uh, um, a very short time in the future, okay. A very short time in the future. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities, will I remember no more? In that He saith, a new covenant He hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Okay, is ready to vanish away. He's brought something new. Okay. Revelation, we're going to go to Revelation 21. Jesus led me to Revelation 21. Okay, we have to hope in these things, knowing that nobody's going to not know about Jesus. We're not going to have any more inequality. We're not going to have any more overcharging. Okay, we're not going to have to worry about paying for things. Okay, Revelation 21, 3 through 4. And I heard a great force out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he shall d- He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Okay? And so, we have to know you know the, the that We have to follow him. We have to follow his laws. We have to follow his commandments. We have to follow him. We have to abide in him. We have to be obedient to Jesus. We have to be obedient to his every word and know that these things are coming. And know that the things that we are suffering now for following his laws and his commandments and his statutes that we're suffering them for only a short period of time. We have to be obedient to him. We have to have faith in him. We have to have faith and know that this is coming. Even though we can't see it now, this is coming. When we look at what's going on in the world with these uh, this abortion laws, you know, we know that these things have to come to pass, that Jesus is bringing righteousness to the earth, whether we agree with it or not. But it is coming to pass. It is coming to pass. It is all here in the Bible. We have to get in line with him. We have to agree with Jesus. We have to submit ourselves to him. We have to follow him in all the words that he has spoken and given to us. Is right here, and we have to rejoice and know that our redemption is drawing near. Just like what we how we um, read in Matthew, the redemption is drawing now. Every all the things that are going on on the earth, all the things that we are going that we see going on around us, prophecies are coming to pass. But this is what we're looking forward to, no more um, suffering. And I, and I believe that some of these things don't just happen at once, but that they are gradual. Again, when we're looking at these abortion laws, you know, some of these things are happening gradually. You know, he's taking away suffering from the earth. He's taking away inequality um, from the earth. So he's making, he's creating things and they're becoming um, just the closer that he comes to the earth, and these are the things we have to look forward to. Hallelujah. And so um, we will um, see you guys on the next sermon um, every Saturday about 3.30. And if it changes, of course, we'll let everybody know on the time. And um, be sure to um, stop by the website smucd.org. And stop by the blog, of course, too, smucd.org slash blog, and check out the past sermons, check out the um, the posts, check out the um, some of the things that we write about, um, and some of the th- different things that we see. When we see prophecies come to pass, we also um, post some of those things up um, that are from the news. But anyways, um, you guys have a blessed rest of your, your Shabbat. Blessings, peace, and love in the holy name of Jesus. Thank you, guys.